Welcome to Love Thy Neighbor, a podcast by Paula Adams. Hello again. Uh, Some of you may have listened to my old podcast, Blue Skies and Green Pastures. and I hope you have followed me here. Why am I making a new podcast? Well, I feel like the the title of my old podcast, Blue Skies and Green Pastures, it, it's really something that it it came from something a totally different time in my life and it it just really doesn't apply to the things that I'm talking about and I'm afraid that people may not find my podcast in the searches if they um <clears throat> they don't really know what blue skies and green pastures is about. So I wanted to start a new one. And I decided I'm going to call it Love Thy Neighbor, as you can see. And what is it going to be about? Well, I think there are a lot of podcasts out right now that are focusing on all the craziness in the world. And I, I have done that as well. And when I buy craziness, what, I'm, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about politics and world events anything from COVID to, um, you know, future, futuristic things that are happening, biometrics, um, universal vaccines, cryptocurrency, and all that. But what's going to be different about this podcast is that I want everyone to know from the beginning that I'm going to be talking about it as someone who believes that the Bible is true, that God is real, in other words, a Christian perspective. I I know there are other Christian political podcasts out there, and I just, you know, that's what this is going to be. So <laughs> I hope you have room in your schedule for one more. And I'm and I'm gonna try to you know make sure that this is something that will appeal to all ages, and both sexes, because I I I don't want it to be only something that older men will listen to. <laughs> so today's we're gonna have a specific topic, and that topic is gonna be the third option. And when I'm talk what I'm talking about is right now in America we have a two party system and when we vote uh, we usually feel like if we voted for a third party such as the green party libertarian or some independent candidate or whatever you know it's pretty much the main uh, opinion on that is that you're just throwing your vote away well I'm going to talk about what I consider to be a third option and a different way of voting because I really feel like elections are no longer the best way to make your voice heard. And, you know, many people believe that the the last election, maybe the last two elections, were corrupted. So if if we can no longer trust the the national election system um, to actually put the person in office that we want, 
usually the reason is that the person we want is not even on the ballot. But what if we, you know, what if we're okay with those, with one of those candidates, but we feel like the the election has been stolen, like many people do? Um, then there has to be another way of getting our voices heard. And this isn't really a new idea, but I want to get it back out there so people can be aware of how powerful this can be. And what is it? It is voting with your data. Let the politicians see what you care about by how you spend your money because nowadays everything that you buy, even if you're just researching what you're going to buy, everything you do, read, you know, everywhere you go, everything you do is being recorded by computers. And that's a whole nother subject. But the fact is, we can't change that. The, the fact is, like the old saying goes, you can't stop progress. And unfortunately, that is the way that things have been going now since the the 90s and even before that we just didn't know about it but now that everyone has smartphones everything in the computer I mean everything in the government is going to be done by computers and there are going to be sensors everywhere there you're going to be part of the internet of things eventually you some people may even have chips implanted in their bodies this this technological progress, you you can't really stop it because there's just too many people who actually think it's a good idea. Now, as a Christian, do I think it's a good idea? No. Have I I actually talked about that in my last podcast um, on blue skies and green pastures that creating a perfect world is a bad idea. And eventually, you know, I'm sure we'll see the results of that. But for now, it's, it's just a reality that everything we do is we are contributing to this huge mass of data or data, however you want to pronounce it, that is being collected on computer servers and all over the world. It's a little mind-boggling, really, to think about how much information they have about every single person. And that's why they want to have this uh, international global ID identity system, ID 2020. It's not because they care about individual people and they, oh, we want to make sure that they can access government services. Well, what if people don't want to access government services? But it's really not for that. It's it's because they want to collect more data. They want to be able to have data on every single person, even the, you know, poor people and babies. And, you know, from the minute you're born, they're going to put your information in their computer. And it's a scary thought. But for now, before, before the technocratic revolution actually takes place because you know even though it looks like it's like right around the corner the 
the thing is, it's probably still going to take some years. It's going to take some years. I think it's going to take quite a few years. But what do I know? I'm not a I'm not a technological genius like Bill Gates. <laughs> so I'm sure he could probably tell us how exactly how long it's going to take. Just like he has told us that we're going to have another pandemic right around the corner. Well, so what can we do? We know that everything we do online is being monitored. So we have to be more judicious. We have to be thoughtful. We have to use that power because the government is literally watching to see what are people going to do. Now, yes, they're also trying to make you do certain things. They're trying to guide your behavior, but you don't have to you don't have to play along. You don't have to put a yellow and blue flag on your icon on Facebook or your whatever it's called, your profile picture. You know, you don't have to post some um, virtue signaling post about not buying Russia, Russian vodka. I mean, that's just, they're manipulating you. So how can you vote with your data well, you have to stop and think, oh, am I being manipulated here? And should I play along? Do I want the government to think that I'm in agreement with what they're doing here? And it can be on all kinds of subjects, not just Ukraine, Russia, whatever. So the, the websites that you visit, the videos you watch, the things you post, because yes, they have an AI system that reads all the posts on Facebook and all the other social media. None of them are free from this type of monitoring. Um, our laws allow this. You, you really have no privacy, okay? You need to just accept that fact. They're watching you. They're watching me. They literally can see you you know, from c cameras, all when you're out in public, you're on camera. I mean, they know what you're doing. So let them see that you have opinions and let your opinions be known. So how can you do that? Well, one thing you can do is you can reject climate fears. You can let people, you can let the internet know that you're not afraid of, you know, global warming. And, and the thing is, you can still care about nature and clean, clean air and clean water without thinking that the world's going to end in 11 years or whatever the latest number of years was stated. Um... So you can when you post when you make your posts on online say th say things like I'm not afraid of global warming. Let the let the world know that your opinions. They don't want you to do that. They want you to keep the truth to yourself and they only want you to repeat what is acceptable. 
and that type of uh, that type of going along with social media pressure is why we are at the point that we're at now where we're we are on the verge of extreme censorship so keep speaking the truth is one thing you can do the other thing you can do is consider the things that you are purchasing and from whom i've said this multiple times Buy as many American-made and locally-made products as you can. Uh, I know that's really hard, and I buy plenty of stuff that was not made in America. But if we all make an effort, if we all understand that having American-made items and American-manufactured products is, is a big deal to our survival in the world... Like, you know, one reason that Russia is being so bold right now is because many countries are dependent on Russia. And guess who else we're dependent on? China. So, yes, the two communist countries in the world that we say that we don't approve of their policies, we are the most dependent on them economically. And this is just not right. So we have to let our elected officials know that, you know, globalism has its limits. And, you know, if you can buy from countries other than China, then then that's a good idea. You know, not every not every um, imported item comes from China. Some some items come from, you know, many other countries. Buying from Africa or various African countries is a good idea. They really need our business. So vote. You can uh, make your opinion known by what you, you know, who you buy from, but also the things that you choose to buy. We don't, we want our elected officials to know that we are not mindless, uh, just, you know, consumers that that have no brain that we actually think about things so when it you know comes back to the climate thing um you know if you have to realize that the products that you buy for example your smartphone that smartphone has has a chip in it and it has a battery in it and it has other materials in it that were sourced from developing countries. And some of those countries are really in a bad way. And we even have, you know, laws and stuff about reporting, like, where where those um, materials came from and stuff. But the thing is, most people don't really care as long as they have their iPhone. Well, if we could, you know somehow make our voices known such as don't buy a new iphone every year use the one you have until it falls apart and then even go and get a new battery put in i mean resist this planned obsolescence resist this depletion of of natural resources coming from developing countries 
where people are enslaved and children are literally working in mines and there's a lot of bad stuff. I mean, so that's another thing you can do is educate yourself. Where are your products coming from? And and vote by buying things that don't come from countries where people are enslaved. And, you know, and yes, that that's going to require some changes on our part. You know, are we willing to change our buying habits? A lot of our elected officials think that we are not. So if you're a Republican, then you may not realize it, but you are kind of supporting that unbridled greed of certain corporations just because you're like, yeah, I want the cheapest price and I, and I want that and I want it now. Well, that's what I'm talking about with reducing your consumerism a little bit. It doesn't mean we have to go backwards in time. It just means that we have to let the elected officials and the companies know that we do have some standards. So, okay, that's another thing. Now, what else can we do on social media to show that we are going to vote? You know, we're voting with our social media data, remember? So what else can we do? We can refuse to engage in identity politics and hate. Now, does that mean you can't have an opinion? No, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> that's that's why uh, not too many people actually read my Facebook posts these days. Because I, I do have a lot of opinions. And my opinions are based on the Bible. And that's not, you know, some people are uncomfortable with that putting that truth out there like that. Does that mean that you have to put your truth out on social media? No, but it means that you can refuse to engage in arguing and um, you can still be friends with people who disagree with you. And maybe you could even like uh, have a conversation, like a face-to-face conversation and find out why your friend, like me, is saying the things they're saying on Facebook. And, and maybe, you know, maybe there's more to it than you realize. And maybe I'm not just trying to stir up trouble. Maybe I'm trying to give you some important information. But it's not really about me. It's about avoiding identity politics and hate. And, you know, when Trump, when the election, before the election and Trump was campaigning, the hate and the division was so bad, so bad. And, you know, I lost some friends who who really thought that Trump was this evil monster. And, I mean, I'm not going to debate if he's a Christian or not a Christian or whatever, But I think I had some really good reasons why I was supporting him over Biden. And I think if we can look at what Biden is doing now, I think I was right. I really do think that Biden um, is a terrible president and Harris is just embarrassing. And all the people that Biden put into office are just 
you know, I mean, look at our economy. Things are going really bad. So, but no one, no one wanted to hear my opinion. And instead, they just, you know, instead of having a conversation privately or whatever, they just either unfriended me or, you know, uh, unfollowed my post or whatever. So that's what they, quote, want you to do. They don't want you to engage in discussions where where reasonable adults can, you know, actually maybe learn from each other. They want you to be divided. They want us to be divided. The whole divide and conquer thing, it's working really well in America. And, you know... European countries are a little bit less divided because they're already kind of lost to socialism. But even in those countries, there is some division over how far things are going. So they, what do they do? Even in those countries, they use identity politics to divide people. And the, the important thing is as a Christian... There's just no place for hate or um, angry um, tirades or ugly words, you know, to our, our friends or even especially strangers, you know. So we have to really be careful in our public discussions because the Facebook police are watching and it's not just Facebook. So if, if you're not on Facebook good for you. But if you are on any kind of social media, especially Twitter, but I mean, even things like Reddit, or um, I'm sure there are social media things that I don't even know about for younger people. Um, the things you say there, they're being read. They're, they're being, the data is being collected. They know what we're talking about. So let's tell them what matters to us instead of just arguing amongst ourselves let's tell them what we want not what we you know hate let's tell them what we want so the we know that the power of this data is so valuable that i mean it's they say that it's just worth like trillions of dollars so let's, you know, let's give them some good information that could actually turn things towards us. So why does this matter and how is this a third option? Well, the two parties, the left and the right, the, the people who are all about big government and the people who want big business, and less government. Those people are actually friends. They actually work together and they fight amongst themselves to get a little bit more power, but both sides have way more power than they should. Big business has too much power and big government has too much power. And the public, of which there are way more of us than there are of them, we have not been exercising our power. 
And we need to do that by voting with our dollar. And I, I hope that this podcast has been helpful to you. Please forgive the barking dog. I've got somebody driving up my driveway. So I'm going to take a quick break. Okay, well, I'm back. Sorry about that. Before I go, before I wrap this up, I just wanted to say that while politicians and corporations may not really care about us as individuals, no matter what they say, the bottom line is always the dollar. So use the power of your purchasing and your the things you're talking about online um, because remember that your social media activity is like money for these people. Um, the data that you are providing to them is is worth a lot. That's why so many websites are free. So, you know, another uh, one last and one last thing. There, there are websites that aren't free, and there are people that are putting out good information, whether it's entertainment or uh, just you know useful information or videos or all music all kinds of stuff that's not free and another way to vote with your dollar is to show that you're willing to pay for things that matter to you and not expecting everything to be free everything online to be free is one way to show that you care that you're not just a consumer who only wants everything for free And what's one example of that? Well, that is um, you can go to Substack and you can subscribe to various newsletters that are articles that people write. And there's all different kinds of things, but it's basically kind of like a blog that you subscribe to and the information, the newsletter that they call it, comes to you in your emails. So I have a substack, and it's called Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I may change the name. I don't know. But for now, you know, if you want to support me, you can go to substack, and you can subscribe to my newsletter for a very small donation. I mean, right now, you everything I put out is actually free, but if you want to support me, you can you can pay for it because you may not realize this, but I literally spend hours every day researching various topics that I write about and that I talk about on my uh, podcast and blogs. And to me, this is important stuff that people need to hear, and I'm willing to give it away for free. But if you want to help me out, you know... You can subscribe and do a little bit of a, you know, a dollar a month, five dollars a month, whatever. You can do a one-time thing, and there's also Patreon. And that's just one way that you can vote with your dollar and support individual content creators and people that are trying to make a difference in the world 
um, apart from big corporations and government-controlled monopolies. And, you know, if we don't want the world to be totally controlled by... And for us to have no control over the options that we have in the market... Like, do you want to go into a grocery store and there's one box of cereal, there's one piece of, you know, type of fruit, there's one kind of meat, there's, remember the old black and white generic products that we used to see? Do you want the whole world to be just like a, you know, everything is just generic, you know, because we have whittled down our options by giving in, giving in, giving in to governments and corporations so easily that we we literally gave away our freedom of choice. And if we don't, you know, if you don't want to do that, you got to vote with your dollar. Buy the new products. Buy the stuff that costs a little more that's healthier for you. Buy the stuff that was made in America. Support the independent um, companies and businesses that you think are, you know, worth supporting. That's how you vote with your dollar. And this can apply to Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, Independents, apolitical people. Everyone can do this. It's it is the third option. It's the option of where you you can retain your freedom by expressing your opinion by the way you shop and the way and the and the websites that you visit. So I hope this has sparked some thoughts in your head. And, and that you can use this information to love your neighbor better because we are all in this together. And when I mean all in this together, I mean against the governments and the corporations. We, the people, are in this together. So let's love, love each other and support each other. So thanks for listening to Love Thy Neighbor by Paula Adams.